Hi, here is the fourteenth episode of podcast Midways: A Risty Student's Guide to Stuff. I'm Amber, and my material is silence. First, let's watch a series of paintings. The melancholy. Of departure, nineteen fourteen. The enigma of a day, nineteen fourteen. The uncertainty of the poet, nineteen thirteen. The enigma of the hour, nineteen eleven. The nostalgia of the infinite, nineteen thirteen. The enigma of the oracle. Nineteen ten, the enigma of the arrival and the afternoon. Nineteen twelve, melancholy of a beautiful day. Nineteen thirteen, the anxious journey. Nineteen thirteen, the anguish of departure. Nineteen fourteen, melancholia. Nineteen sixteen. Those are all paintings by the painter Giorgio De Chirico, between 1910 to 1917. Melancholy, enigma, and journey constantly showed up in the succinct title, which corresponding to the shared, repeated elements in those paintings: train, statues. Middle-aged architecture, huge chimney, small human figures. To elaborate on those shared objects and the painter's consistent style, I want to focus on the painting Melancholia. In the painting, overall, what we get is a great sense of depth. In the end of the depths is a range of compressed, blurry scenery, which include mountains, houses, and some plants. They are so far away and deep into this painting, and they seems became some intangible backdrops. In the middle distance, which is closer to us. We get a thin factory chimney, a train trying to pass horizontally from a side of the painting to another side of the painting, with a cloud of steam above it. A column of low walls, two figures whispering to each other, but they became so small because the sense of depth. Then, at the very close to us, we get a semi-symmetrical structure, one row of houses with multiple arc openings on each left and right side, with a yellow, swelling flag on the top. In the middle, there is a classic statue, a female figure lying on the highly saturated brown ground. With her chin rest on one arm, 
and what enveloped the whole painting is a depressive, highly saturated, cyan blue sky, and the long stretched shadow of each object projected by the out of sight sun. The artist said, "What is especially needed is great sensitivity to look upon everything in the world as enigma." Train, or train from great distance, is a common object in Giorgio de Chirico's painting. We, as audience, can see the train, always part, the head of the train appearing from one side of the horizon, with the size of an ant. The magnificent industrial sound of the train has been reduced. By the great distance, by the both classical and cubism structure, by the statue, by the still long shadow, by the wind, by the waving flag, by the deep solidified color, and when it reaches our ear, there is nothing. We hear nothing, and we know nothing. But by the title of the painting, we know. Something is living, something is coming, and something is happening. With the great distance and the shadow, everything remains a sun and an enigma. The flat surface of a perfectly calm ocean, the artist said. The second piece is the untitled series. By the artist Doris Salcedo, the artist started this project since the mid mid eighties, in which she collected the furniture and clothes of the victims of political violence, then filled the furniture with concrete and cloth. Some of the furniture are closets or cabinets with drawers. Those have capacity inside to fill the concrete in, but there are also other furnitures, like chairs. The artist employed distinct strategies for different furniture and different experiences associated with the owners. Some of the furniture, especially the closet, were done very clean. The general shape of the closet is intact. The doors were gently closed, and it just stands on the ground very steadily. The glass is shining. The whole inside space was filled with concrete, with smoothed-out surface. Everything is so calm and soundless, except. The one or two pieces of cloth, mixing with concrete, floating at the surface, unsettlingly. The artist also uses more violent approaches to release the structure, or to create the new structures, like burning, cutting, piercing with metal, but concrete. Is still the main body of the work, and some of the scars 
would be buried by the grey concrete. The last piece I want to talk about is the town, by the artist Cao Fei. The town is a 41 minutes, 58 seconds long video, in which a miniature city was shown. At a place called the Night Museum, open only after dusk, various artifacts about darkness are on display. The current exhibition is about the town. Everyone has heard the myth of the town. The story first appeared in Europe, but after traveling through a time-space wormhole, reappeared in the Asia and Southeast Asia. The town, struck by the unknown disaster, where without sunlight, time frozen, polar night was all encompassing. So the few instances of white nights. Have been momentously recorded in the town's history, yet, through the drifting of time and space, various countries have rewritten the town's history, and the details have been neglected. Now the story of the small town's past, love affairs, politics, life, demons, and disasters. Have all been sealed beneath the museum's virtues, the historical specimens becoming a authoritative but limited interpretation of this town's history. The town is an expression of the current world status. The artist says, "When people are curious which city the town is in reality, the reality of the town." Is calm and unsettling at the same time. On one hand, all the imaginable and unimaginable disasters have happened, and on the other hand, they are perfectly in control. Everything in the town is motionless, except the camera, which is a representation of our gaze, moving around. Go through the glass to examine this exhibition in the Nat Museum. The axe is still hanging in the air. The smoke is still filling the street. The hill is still collapsing. The woman is still holding the baby. And our modern culture is going to mean nothing. What is pulling between the stillness? And the tremendous power is a comfort Hiroshima Monomore style conversation. One trying to nullify, and the other trying to prove. You thought nothing in the town. I thought everything. I saw factory. I'm sure of it. The factory in the town exists. How could I have not seen it? The reconstructions were as authentic as possible. The films were as authentic as possible. The illusion, quite simply, is so perfect. You saw nothing in the town.
nothing. I thought everything. I'm very honored to get a chance to invite a artist that work deeply close to the subject matter I just talked about, who is Nas from FAV department. She is a junior. And Nas, can you describe yourself and your work briefly? I would describe my work as I tend to explore visual and sound media. I track in both open media and live action currently in FAV. Uh, so in live action, I'm just working on like documentaries and some fictional stories, but I'm more interested in documentaries. And for open media, it's really varies. So what do you think about silence? My thoughts on silence is, I believe it's very important in the way that I navigate through the world. I think there's like an expectation to say something or make a sound. Specifically when communicating, when communicating with somebody, there's like an expectation to say something. But I believe you should, I think you should also honor the feeling of wanting to be silent or not wanting to say. I think that's also important in cutting the expectation of having to speak or having to make sound just because. Um, I think it makes it a little bit more intentional with the things that you say when you also are intentional with your silence. And do you use silence frequently in your work? The environment that my work is presented in is inherently silent. Specifically talking about like the film medium and like my live action work, the environment that we're watching this in is in silence. The work itself isn't silent, but the environment itself is silent. And that also goes for how I would want people to interact with my work is probably through silence. I never want to like impose my own, like I, I, tr I try not to speak during specifically in crits and stuff like that, because I don't want to impose my own ideas into my work that might seem like a little contradictory because it is my work but I yeah I don't want to impose my own ideas into the work because I want people to have their own experience with whatever I've made as much as it like whatever I make as much as it is of it is mine it's also theirs and I feel like silence allows that transition to happen where they can actually take part of what I've made so Nas you are from Ethiopia and uh, I notice a lot of your work are related with your own culture, which has a very special heritage and legacy. Can you briefly talk about how you think silence works in your culture, about the art and the social protocol and other daily stuff? As far as the daily stuff, back home in Ethiopia, because religion, it's a secular country, so religion is pretty important. And the two main religions practiced in Ethiopia is Islam and Ethiopian Orthodox Christianity. And the infrastructures and like the, it completely take up like the city. And there are like segmented times for prayer, which also is silent in a way. It's not silent, you're praying, but it is personal and you're alone. So it's silent in that way. It's isolated from the rest of the world. And so our days and our like months are kind of segmented 
to have a certain amount of silence throughout that period. And yeah, that silence or that moment of like solitude is also respected within the whole population.